This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at the second event in the V8 Supercar Championship from Bahrain. I hope you'll stay with us. Jamie Winkup has had the perfect start to the season. With two events in the Middle East, Winkup is yet to be beaten. Peter Norton from Inside Motorsport was there at Bahrain and spoke to the champ about his absolutely perfect start to his title defence. Yeah, hey, couldn't be happier to, uh, to come to the Middle East and to win every race is um, a huge achievement for me and the team. And now everyone, I guess, is blown away that uh, you've made the transition to Holden so successfully. Yeah, we, you know, it was a question mark for us, but um, we're an engineering company. We, we build the fastest race cars we can. This year we're very proud to support the Holden brand and uh, very proud that we can, uh, we can give that brand four wins. Now Bahrain is quite a demanding track, people struggling with uh, just tyre grip, uh, brakes and all that kind of stuff. From your point of view, what's the most challenging aspect here? Uh, oh, without doubt, trying to keep the tyres alive for as long as possible. They, um, the, the surface is very abrasive and uh, wears the tyres out very quickly so you find you get to the end of the stint with, with not much rubber left. You made comments earlier in the weekend about uh, Holland Racing Team having an extra practice session and getting extra tyres. Yeah. Uh, in the end it didn't make much difference. I guess the tongue-in-cheek question is if you had the extra practice and extra tyres, by how far would you have won? <laughs> That's a tough question, but um, although they didn't have a, a good weekend, doesn't mean that it's okay or right, you know. It's, um, it's one of those rules which I don't agree with, so I, uh, I was relatively vocal about it, and that's, that's my opinion, which, which, I'm, uh, which me and the rest of us are, are all entitled to. Do you agree with the, the intention of that rule, so uh, allowing the, the smaller teams, the less resource teams, a bit more time on the track uh, so they can narrow the gap? Um, I, for rookies, for, for rookie drivers, maybe new teams, um, I, I accept that they can get more practice time, but um, for Garth Tander and Will Davison at the Holden Racing Team, no, that's, that's not right. I sense uh, a bit of friendly rivalry between uh, your team and HRT then uh, behind those comments. Uh, no, no, not at all, not at all. I'm just, they're, they're, they're the guys that, uh, that were doing it. If it was another team of, of a higher calibre that was, that was there doing, had the extra set of tyres and the extra laps, well then um, I'm only using them as an example. I've got nothing against Garth or Will or not having a crack at HRT at all. It's just, we, um, I, I just don't agree with the rule. Fair enough. Now, uh, not very long to get ready for Adelaide. Uh, I guess the guys are used to working pretty hard. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, of course we're going to have a few days off, without doubt, it's been a long, long two weeks. We've, um, we've worked our arse off, so to speak, and we've come away with, uh, with the best result possible. So we'll have a mini break and then um, full systems, full, full steam ahead for, uh, for Adelaide. What sort of mindset would you take into Adelaide now? You, does having some great results in the bank take a bit of pressure off, or do you now set the bar much higher to maintain perfection? No, I go in the to every race exactly the same and uh, that's the the thought of winning the race so you know, we'll go to Adelaide like we have the last four or five years and we want to put our best foot forward and we will work out our strategy and stick by that. Uh, congratulations again Jamie and uh, it's going to be an interesting year. Yeah thank you Look, looking forward to it. Bring it on. Paul Dumbrell spoke to Peter Norton about his change this year to afford after spending so much time at Walkinshaw Performance. Yeah, we've, uh, we've been battered from pillar to post. We've had some good results and uh, probably sitting here on, on Saturday night, reasonably happy. You know, we've 
Um, we've we've come to a track where it probably uh, probably expected to go a lot better, and we struggled in qualifying for, for a number of reasons. And uh, but uh, to qualify 24th is not good, you know, in the car and the equipment they've got. But I guess you know being able to get through the field from 24th to 10th, you know, it was good. The car was strong, so we're now we've just got to focus on qualifying and and reap, reap the reward of our speed. I guess you'd have a fairly unique insight from uh, uh, the Walkinshaw Racing Machine that uh, such a successful establishment uh, in its own right mm. and now going to the, the Ford side of things mm. to, to their strength mm. or to their strongest yeah. team. Uh, what are your thoughts on the transition? Yeah, I'm probably one of the only people who have actually done that. So, uh, yeah, no, it's good. Both organisations, which they are, they're, they're more than teams, they're organisations, you know, they're big. They're big, uh, big teams. A lot of people, um, you know, they've both got their strengths, and they've and they've got both got the areas which you know they can identify and always try to improve. So, um, you know, some of that's Ford Holden in terms of the car, the dynamic of the car, and a lot of it, you know, can come down to team structure and, and obviously personnel. So, I think you know, every team and every car, you always go, if only I could pull that from that team and this from that team, and we'll be miles better. But it's hard. It's a Rob Peter to pay Paul scenario. So. You know, I think with our personnel and our and the guys we've got, uh, the guys and girls we've got on the team, we uh, we're going to be pretty strong. And Frosty's certainly proving that he's uh, definitely the we've got the second best car out at the moment, and we're not far away from Triple Eight. So. Do you have the opportunity to make suggestions to the team, saying, "Look, I, I saw this at Walkinshaw, and uh, hey, it's, it works for them." Yeah, definitely. I'm not the most technical person, so I can't say, "Hey, uh, you know, the rear diff got you know 15 mil trailer, whatever it is," but. In terms of operational, uh, from my business experience, um, yeah, I give them not advice. I just say this is what what worked down there. Is it if it's good, you know, let's just um, work out. Um, if you've tried it, and it doesn't work. Well, that's fine. You know, it's just uh, it's just all experience and knowledge, and uh, you'll always be better off if you know uh, more, and then you can decide which is the best direction for you. Yeah, we keep hearing that you're you're successful in the business world, and uh, it keeps you very very busy. And I guess it's hard to squeeze in motor racing. What is it that you do away from the track? I do a couple of things. I'm uh, the national marketing manager for both Autobahn and Auto Pro, so we've got uh, 235 stores now um, around Australia. So that's, uh, that takes a fair bulk of my time, and then uh, just uh, dabble in a bit of property development uh, here and there. So that's uh, no, good. I've got no complaints. So I, uh, I love it. So if I if I didn't, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't spend my Saturday and Sundays at work um, at a racetrack or back in the office in Melbourne. You'd have a few frequent flyer points from uh, both the motorsport and the business world. Oh, tell me about it. I know I could go anywhere in the world, or I reckon ten times over. So just got to find the time to do it. <laughs> so, what sort of goals do you set yourself in terms of motor racing results when you, uh, you, know, you can't be a full-time motor racer? It's no different to anyone else. You know, I still think you know, um, you know, with the right team, uh, with me, you know, being at my A game on a day, you know, we we can challenge for a race win. Um, you know, challenging for the championships another whole thing. You know, you got to win races to be able to do that. So it's sort of one step at a time. And um, you know, I've sort of openly said that. You know, my, my contract with uh, with Rod will be my last in motor racing. So um, got a couple of years left. I'm just going to enjoy it. And uh, you know, the team I'm in certainly uh, certainly enabling me to do that at the moment. I will look forward to seeing those uh, results coming. <laughs> no, excellent. Thank you. Greg Murphy had a late start to the season, coming in for only the second event. He talked about his disappointment at missing the first round and then his results at Bahrain. Greg Murphy, uh, must be good to be back in the seat after Paul Morris kept it warm for you at Abu Dhabi. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, um, it was disappointing not to be there, obviously. and. Uh, not not ideal scenario, but um, yeah, it was nice to get back in the car this weekend. Yeah. Is there a sense now that you have to play catch up in the championship? <laughs> after this weekend, absolutely. It was already a catch up. It was a catch up um, after obviously missing a round. Uh, you know, you know, it's not good giving someone 300 point head start. Um, but this weekend, um, you know, we haven't um, 
haven't managed to uh, start off too well either, unfortunately. So it's uh, the gaps, the gaps widen substantially. What sort of things went wrong? Oh, we had a lot of problems. We had a, a brake caliper nipple, bleed nipple, come undone yesterday, which um, uh, hindered progress fairly extensively. And then today we had uh, um, an issue with the engine that. Um, uh, the engine was running on into the corners quite badly. Thought it was so we had a sticking throttle in qualifying. We thought we'd fix that, but um, we may have had a manifold leak or something in the engine. I think that caused uh, a fair few issues. We had to start from pit lane trying to fix it, but um, didn't fix it, and we had to run the whole race with a, a car that wanted to continue continue in a straight line when we got to the corners. So it was uh, quite difficult. Yes, I'd imagine that is difficult because this uh, circuit is uh, tough on braking. Yeah, so a car very. that wants to run away on you. Yeah, and, and we destroyed the brakes trying to stop it, so there's no engine braking. Um, and uh, yeah, so that, uh, that sort of didn't help help things too much, no. And uh, the uh, the brake bleed nipple, I suppose that's one of those typical 20 cent parts. Yeah, yeah, listen, it's, they, it, it does happen sometimes, and now they're very um, sensitive to making sure you know the torque on them is correct and heat heat obviously has a big effect on them and it's you know it's hardly ever happens but sometimes it does so yeah, it was pretty um, unfortunate and cost us a lot of time and obviously they let a lot of air into the system so when we tightened it up the brake pedal was pretty well um, down to the floor by that stage so it was yeah not a not the way we wanted to start it off that's all we have time for this week on inside motorsport until next time round keep smiling and bye for now Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.